A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through, Queen. Brendan, I fear this may be a barn burner episode. Oh, no. It may be. Because of what? The traitors? Because of the traitors. And, I mean, there's news going on. There's a lot sure. of shows. There's good shows. There's good freaks. There's good queens. Uh, the way we are covering the traitors this week is actually a little psychotic as well. Okay. Because we'll be talking about the first three episodes after we get through the news. And then at the very end, separating it, we'll be talking about episode four. Yeah, so we... Full disclosure, we're recording on <laughs> Thursday night. So we're, like, really trying to get through... The episode so we can watch the new episode. Yeah. And discuss it here with you. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got the news this week. Okay, so last night I think was the premiere of Vanderpump Rules or premiere event. Premiere party. Yes. And yeah. during the premiere party, they released a new trailer for The Valley. The Valley. Which we knew was coming. Oh yeah, it was announced over the summer. And I think at that point, it was still being called Vanderpump Valley. But they just want to chop. They want to chop the Vanderpump, which makes sense. Yeah, because here's the thing. Lisa Vanderpump wants to move to Vegas. Like, that's where all her success is now. And this is like a 10-ish person cast. Mm -hmm. Three of them were on Vanderpump Rules. The rest of the cast doesn't really have anything to do with Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, so the cast that was on Vanderpump is, of course, Jax, who is kind of leading the trailer. Okay, yep. Uh, Jax, his wife, Brittany, and Chris and Dooney. Yeah. Now, Jax leading the trailer, driving a little, like, kids motorized, like, car mm -hmm. thing, but kind of giving, like, serial killer with the leather gloves. Yeah. Like, waving to everyone on the street. Mm-hmm. We have him waving to like what is essentially a bunch of strangers to us. But some of these people like are like slightly in the public conscious. We have either a Miss USA or what's the other like? 
it's like Miss USA or Miss, Miss America, America, something like I think it's a Miss USA contestant who is married to a television star who was essentially just in like a bunch of different like kids shows like Hannah Montana, iCarly, mm-hmm. like that, like name them. He was probably in it for like one episode each. Okay. Um, we have a woman who I believe is a friend of who was a female contestant on a season of the bachelor. Okay. So, so she wasn't like the bachelorette. She was vying for. Yeah. The you rose. explained it well the first time. Okay. Uh, we have, and then we have a gay. Well, we know this guy. Uh, you seem to know him better than I do. He has been Brittany's friend forever and ever. And then got a transfer to Duty's friend. Now he's Duty's friend. His name, what is Zach? I sent him like rat kisses, I think. Rat kisses, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Me trying to find different things. Yeah, Zach Wickman. Okay. So, he is somebody who, before even, I want to see, I want to say like Logan, both mm. Logans were like in the picture in the background of Vanderpump Rules. He threw the first brick at a Vanderpump establishment. He threw the first brick at Sir. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Zach Wickman, you can go back. I think he even might have grown up with Brittany. Mm. I think he might be from Kentucky. Is he going to put on a little twang like her? I mean, I think like... He might already have it. No, but don't don't the girls like allege that Britney like puts on a heavier one? Yeah. I yeah, think. Yeah. 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 But that's like saying you put like on more of a marble mouth than <laughs> you have in person. Why would I put on more of a marble mouth? <laughs> you might. I'm like fighting for my life. <laughs> Me and Ariana Grande both fighting to enunciate. Uh yeah, so we only got a spring release window. And this isn't even like a proper trailer. It's essentially a teaser. Yeah. We're not seeing scenes from the upcoming show. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what that show looks like. I think the premise is essentially like these are couples with young children. And I I was reading like the the different bios and stuff. Apparently, Apparently like Kristen just had a breakup. She was like, I'm just going to have a kid on my own. And then started dating this guy that she's in the uh, teaser with. Mm -hmm. And like, they may be doing that together. They go host a podcast together. But what what does that mean? (laughs) I mean, we've been in this since 2016. It means a lot. It means a lot. (laughs) Um, No, but like also one of the taglines is like, watch us adults. But Mm -hmm. it's like, Jax, you're pushing 50. Good. Watch us grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's move on. Okay, I'm going to push us next to Rachel Goes Rogue since we're in the Vanderpump universe. Sure. And this premiered last week, but I guess it like wasn't on my radar until Jimbo to the show told me that it came out. Mm -hmm. And I've now listened to the two episodes that came out. Did you listen to both episodes? I listened to the second one. Not the first. No. Interesting. Okay. Was there like, were you like, oh, she's, you know that she says more in the second one or you just like only listen to one random episode? I was not planning on listening at all. Oh, okay. And then yesterday or something, you texted and being like, at some group chat, mm. at Cuckoo for Cuoco, you were like, y'all need to listen to this lobotomy oh. or whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll tune in while I'm like making dinner. Okay. Okay. What did you make of it? I mean, 
ramen. No. <laughs> I, knew, I knew what you were asking when I decided to go for the joke. Um, well, yes, and. It was fine. Like, I, I, she revealed, I would actually like to hear from, like, somebody who's a producer on the show, because she revealed a lot. But, like. So, okay, to preface what you're saying, in the first episode, she was like, oh, I can't really talk about everything because some of the stuff I'm not supposed to talk about because it goes into like the making of the show but like outside of the making of the show like I'm living my life so I can talk about that and then that kind of goes out the window in the second episode because she is explicitly talking about the making of the show <clears throat> to a degree that like no one on Bravo has ever really done before I think mm-hmm. like this is like the shit like 10 years later after the hills where they're all like this was fake She's essentially like a hop, skip, and a jump from that. Yeah, but this might be the reason she went to Bethany first. I mean, okay, so what she's talking about here is like she went on a date with Peter in between filming seasons. Mm-hmm. Producers were like, uh, like after she was like, I'm not really interested in him. They were, they were like, uh, we have to show what is happening in your life. Like, you need to go on a date with Peter. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'll go on a date with Peter. She wanted to like end it right after that. They were like, no, like give it a week or something. And then essentially a very similar thing happened with Schwartz of like, essentially planning a little flirtatious relationship with Schwartz, like going into the season. Yeah. At the end of the day, like I think it, I don't think we can explain it. Well, I think, People need to actually listen. Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of details where it's like, oh, this is very planned out. But I think that's also not surprising to a lot of people who watch these shows. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I wasn't surprised by anything that she said. Okay. I just think it, like, it's really showing, like, how the, like, we're, like, in the, like, the meat factory. Like, yeah. we're seeing, like, the, the meat get made. Yeah, but the sausage it's like, get made. But like, it's not an interesting person making this or like telling you how the sausage is made. It's like mm. I'd rather another narrator. Like, I'm kind of over the Rachel Raquel story. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I was like, it wasn't like this big revelation okay. to me. No offense. I'm not. T- I'm not trying to yuck your yum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and but this is coming from a person that like I'm so over Vanderpump Rules in general. Mm-hmm. Although I'm excited for it to come back after I saw the trailer, but like. I didn't need more of that, but then like I'm surprised how interested I am in, in what she's putting out there. Oh my god, a Rachel fan. Am I, am I a Rachel fan? Am I a Larsa yeah. fan? Save you for that. Okay. Yeah, you're really like loving the two most uninteresting <laughs> women on Bravo at this point. Okay. Next up, speaking of podcasts, Sam, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Fair. 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 Uh, who you may know from Summer House, who was also on the season of Winter House as Corey's situation into girlfriend, um, appeared on the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. I think that's the name. That's like really a choice. But um, uh, she I was, famously said a lot of things about how all podcast names are bad. I know. And this might, this be, might one, be top of the one list. of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it might be one of the worst. I mean, I, I almost got to think like every time she says, it, she's like, why did I do this? She probably doesn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So she's on this podcast and once again, this is kind of like, if you are into 
Summer House, Winter House, this cinematic universe, I would encourage you to go listen to it. You could fast forward through the first 20 minutes because it's kind of like her life up before Summer House, which is like... Oh, you don't want to hear about a woman's life? <laughs> I want to hear about a woman's life. But like, I don't need to hear about like the Cosmo interview and like how she went to school for journalism. And like, it, it, that's fine. I'm here for like the Bravo. Re- I do have a little tea of, about that off camera. Mm-hmm. Off camera. Okay. <laughs> so we get into her getting onto Summer House, her experience filming that even before she met Corey. Then like Corey comes onto the show as like a late addition to Summer House. Yeah. Which like she, the way she's saying it, she's not saying it like as bluntly as Rachel would say it on her podcast, but like they added into the show because like the show needed more. Yeah, nothing was happening. Sure. Um, so then they start dating. She gets into everything with like Winterhouse, like filming it, interviews, um, like, oh, they didn't let me do green screen interviews. Um he's come he's flying up, staying with me to to film these green screen interviews and then like kind of talking shit about our relationship, like mm-hmm. essentially saying like it's like, should or get off the pot? I guess I'm shitting. And she's like, I'm watching him who's staying with me saying, I'm guess I'm shitting. Like as we're having a fun weekend that weekend. Right. So it was like, they, they became boyfriend and girlfriend at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But as she's watching, it's like unraveling everything. And even though like she was like together at the reunion, like it was like on the way down as that was happening, which is why she was so emotional during the reunion. Well, in that reunion, like basically was the nail, like whatever, the nail on the wall or whatever. It was horrible. Well, I mean, so then after that, like she's like, we're together now for a year and a half. Like I'm talking to you about, like, what are we doing? Like, are, are, are you're going to come hang with my family for New Year's or something? Mm-hmm. And, like, she left her on red for, like, 48 hours. And, and she's like, he's never not talked to me for 48 hours. And you're, like, ignoring this thing that means, like, so much to me. Right. She, I actually found her, like, very compelling. I'm surprised that they chopped her from the universe. Because mm-hmm. she's not on this upcoming season of Summer House. She still hangs around, though. We and she's still... With the- Girls. Yeah, she's like, she's seemingly like very close with Gabby and then like also gets along with Danielle and Lindsay. So like, I'm not really understanding why we're not keeping her around. And there was like the, like during Christmas, that time we were talking about, like she got him a gift and he like didn't get her a gift. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah. then he never said he loved her. Oh, yeah. Never said he loved her. After like one time he said it, maybe. Yeah. But she kept on telling him she loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Leak stuff. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. So, I, worth a listen if you're interested in that world. Sure. Okay. Shall we get to Traders? Yes. Wow. A three-episode drop, and then I thought it was dropping on mm. midnight. Did it not drop to, like, the evening of Friday or something? Yeah, it was not till 9, which I liked. It was not till 9, but actually, we hit play at, like, 8.45 or something. Okay, so it wasn't until the evening, which yeah. I'm glad for, because this is a very spoilery show. Like, yeah. And I don't want to miss a thing. I don't want to miss a thing. 
we sadly like watched the third episode the, the next morning. So I was like fighting for my life, not tr- trying to not be spoiled. And luckily I wasn't sure. So if y'all haven't watched the trader season one, the U S well, so now there's so many versions there's U S UK, mm. Australia. I think they're like opening up international cities. Okay. So the premise is it's like a game of mafia, a game of mafia, but played in a castle and Alan Cumming is there to host you. Yeah. And last season was half reality stars, half humans, regular people (laughs) who are not famous. This season, the U.S. version made, I think, the best decision Mm. to do all reality stars. Yes. But other versions like UK and Australia are just humans. Yeah. Which some people prefer. So actually like, so Traders U.S. season one all came out on one day. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of hellish because you had to like steamroll through nine or ten episodes to like yeah. not get spoiled. And then when that was done, like the thought crossed my mind to watch the other countries, but it was like it's already like it's past. Now that they're like spacing out these episodes, yeah, I almost feel like oh, watching UK in but like while waiting for the next episode might like scratch an itch that I'm feeling. It definitely will. Also, like. I also have this thing where people always tell me to watch like this international version of this show Mm -hmm. while I'm waiting for something. And I'm like, I want to do it. But then I'm like, I already have too much TV. Oh yeah. 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 And the thing that is good for me about the U S version of traders is like, Mm. I know most of the players. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got how many housewives Four. we've got four housewives plus a shot of sunset. Yes. MJ. MJ. But MJ, Sheree, Larsa, Tamra. Phaedra. Phaedra. Of course. Of course. How can you forget? Two survivors. We've got Parvati. And Sandra. Sandra. We've got Johnny Bananas, CT, and Trishel from Real World Challenge. Mm -hmm. Two big brothers. We've got Dan Giesling and Janelle. Yes. From Big Brother. We've got... um, Bling Empire, Kevin. Oh, who's hot, but I've heard is stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the show, he's kind of stupid. Yeah. We've got Burgalicious from... Bergie from Love Island. Love Island. Which, um, Bergie, like, I went from like, what are you doing here? To being like, <laughs> okay, I'm seeing it. Yeah. We got Ekin Sue, who, when the show started, I'm like, I have no idea who this woman mm-hmm. is. And then once she started talking and then her name appeared on the screen, I was like, oh, this is the woman... Everyone who watches UK Love Island loves. Yes, yes. They love Ekin Sue. Yeah. And she loves conspiracy theories and aliens and all that stuff. Yeah. And then we've got the fucking politician. We've got the politician. Is that everyone? And we got Miss Pep. Oh, of course, Miss Pep. Now. The most important of them all. Miss Pep, I feel like that's like one of the headlines out of the first three episodes. Yeah. Done dirty. Done dirty. Uh, I think. She was really at a disadvantage in particular by being, and like there are other people who are the only representative of their world. Miss mm-hmm. Pep is the only drag race star on the show. So like you're at a disadvantage by being that. Of course. And combine that with like what she essentially was kicked out for was having like an outsized reaction to something. Which, if you roll the tape, was not an outsized reaction. Yeah. 
but it got like it kept the the snowball kept rolling in that direction. Yeah. And then like once like the group decides someone's a traitor, it's oh, hard. we also forgot the athlete. Oh, Deontay. Yeah. Once the bull's like rolling in that direction, it's very hard to like reverse the inertia. Mm-hmm. And Sally Miss Pep was the first one banished. Now, the first two people murdered were, we forgot, Marcus, mm-hmm. who is housewives adjacent. And also, he's like shown as like entrepreneur. Yeah. I we're also he, like not reliable narratives because we keep on forgetting people because we forgot. We, yeah. There's so many people. Yeah. Um, so, Miss Pep first banished, Johnny Bananas first killed. Yeah. Which was a shock to me because he had like the trailer moment of having the one-on-one with Alan mm-hmm. of being like, Oh, I'm like the best dress here. And I guess I didn't register that. Like I didn't see him in other trailer moments since mm-hmm. he was like, had one of the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Marcus killed next, which I think is good because I think he downloaded all his information into Larsa <laughs> And, like, Dan's now, like, the biggest Larsa fan in the world. Okay, well, first, first, Marcus impressed me with, like, how he was playing the game before he was mm-hmm. murdered. And, like, it made sense that he was murdered because he was, he seemed to be doing a good job. Also, his dad is Michael Jordan, like, mm-hmm. one of the most famous athletes ever to exist. Yes. You have to think about that. You have to think about that. Although, you know, there's so much, like, said about, like, oh, we've got, like, some of the greatest players of reality competition shows on this show. But like, to me, like the housewives are kind of like playing better than some of them. Well, I think you're, I think yes, right now, but like in the long run, we don't know how they will do. Oh, of course. But like, I think they've got the social game that a lot of the other players don't have. Well, cause, the, cause at the end of the day, the social game is what matters. Like the challenges don't really matter. Like they matter to like put money in the pot, but like, okay, like there will be some money in the pot. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't, I had never seen a season of her on survivor, but from interviews that I've watched of Sandra, she's always said that she's relied on her social game. She's a dense. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay our, th- our three traders as of right now Dan Phaedra and the two of them recruit Parvati yes which I was I don't watch TV like you where I'm not like yelling and screaming on my couch oh. but I will say the one time I was audible <laughs> I did do a <laughs> when they recruited Parvati you did do it? Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Well, you're usually doing cartwheels hanging from the chandelier that doesn't exist in your house, like, yeah. and all that kind uh, of stuff. There's, like, a mini shan okay. in the kitchen. Oh, it, it can't hold you. I can't hold. Okay. Uh, <laughs> drag me, money. Okay. There's, there's like, buzz online. Did Dan Giesling say, I won't do this show unless you make me a traitor? Because he's a... He's, like... A big get for the Big Brother fan base to be on this show. But like at this point, yeah, it's like it's a NBC Universal show. So you're jumping, 
you're jumping networks. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know if you, like, what does he do for a living? Does he have a lot of money? Oh, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying like, there, there's just a theory that like, he knew his worth as a reality show player. And like the fact that he is one of the traders seems a little convenient. Maybe, but I also know, I don't know if any of these people really have like that pull to come into this. It's not like fucking Angelina Jolie walking to this castle. It's not, <laughs> I, I don't know if like any of these people, they're all looking for work. He's not though. What, what, what does he do? I don't, he has not done anything other than his like two seasons of Big Brother. Okay. So I don't think he's like, he's not like Johnny Bananas who's like on Taxi TV, like taking any opportunity that he could get. Sure. But like everyone needs a little bit of relevance. Okay. I think of the three traders, as of three episodes in, Phage is the one who's impressing me the most. Yeah, of course. Because nobody expects. Although, if you're playing the game, like, aren't you kind of thinking like, it's going to be like one over here, one over here, one over here. Like in terms of, it's not going to be three housewives of the traders. Like it's right. going to be like a big brother, a survivor, a housewife. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm playing, I'm like looking around thinking like, okay, which of, like I'd be using that as a, but that's a little fourth wally. So I wonder if they're not allowed to like say that on the show. Also, we also don't know like were people looking in from the outside? Mm. So like once you're in the game, I think it becomes a little tougher to like suss out because it would be smart for them to do, to stack it at some point to do like two housewives. Oh yeah. Like not whatever. Of course. Just to throw people off. Okay. Well that's, that brings me to another thing. Like the first season, there was nothing outside of merely us voting at the round table and people being murdered to identify a trader. I wanted something to do with like the competitions and the money. Like it, the traders had to like sabotage the competition a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they could use that information to like try to suss out who's a trader. They're not doing that, but they are now doing something that it puts them at risk of being found out. Chalice. The chalice. Yes. Which I'm excited about. And the thing is, is like, this is especially exciting because this didn't happen last year. So the, like if they watch the first season of Traders, they have no reason to think like to, to see this coming. Yeah. You know? Yes. I'm also excited for this season being all reality people because I was pissed at the last part mm. of last season when there were the fucking losers mm. crying. Crying. Sir, read betrayed them when the name of the game is literally the traitors. Yeah. There's not going to be any crying and not even, not even Larsa when Marcus dies will cry. <laughs> I'm sure some people will cry, but it's like not going to be like the, like those fucking losers being like, I cannot believe you betrayed us. How could you do this to me? Your friend. It's the point of the show, bitch. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sheree. I just want to bring attention to, cause there's not a lot of attention being brought to her. And I think that's good for her. So some people like, I think there's two schools of thought. I think one school of thought is like, oh, there's no focus on her. So she's like, you want to watch someone from like the beginning to the end, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's other people who think like, oh, I've seen this before in other shows. Like they're, they're giving her time and you'll eventually 
she'll eventually have her moment and like make it to the end. It's tough to say with these shows, especially after seeing Squid Game. Am I? It's like they expertly focused on different people yeah. and did yeah. a story. Yeah. So it's tough to say. Mm. What about Janelle? Uh, Some of her moves, obviously, like going for the shields, mm. like that kind of thing. I, I mean, it's a good move. I think I think going for the shield is good yeah. for two ways. To protect yourself, but also to like make yourself not look like a traitor. But it also fucks up your social game because like if you're leaving people tied to poles. Oh, Berg. Yeah. Berg. Berg on the pole. <laughs> For 20 out of like the 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and like Phaedra like slowly undying. <laughs> uh, oh, Tamara. Kind of flopping a little bit. We'll see though. You don't, I mean like, yeah, of course. Well, but like, you she was know. in the first episode because she was sick. I'm, I'm sorry, people get sick. I know, but like. Also strategy. They, she was like, <laughs> I mean, they, they sent that one girl home last year who was sick. But I also think one of the funnier moments mm. thus far of the season was Tamra and fucking the, the framing politician. the politician yeah. and like proving that he doesn't have an inhaler. Yeah. So she is, she's giving. Yeah. But special, special credit and acknowledgement must be paid to Larsa and MJ for knowing Dan's number. Yeah. I mean, to me, like Dan, for being such a mastermind, like you gotta say something at these tables. Like I, if I was like a faithful, I'd be looking at who's not talking at all. Right. Right. Yeah. What did you think of, uh, the Parvati writing the D crossing it out and mm. then writing the other name? Yeah. I wonder like Peter, uh, Peter's the guy. Is that his name? The guy from Bling Empire? Kevin. Kevin. Oh, yeah. Close Mm. enough. (laughs) Uh, I wonder, like, how that will play with Dan. You know? Yeah. It's smart for her game, but I wonder, like, how it's going to play, like, traitor to traitor. Because the traitors can trade each other. True. And the two of them are, like, obviously we're, we're seeing, like, snippets of hours and hours of footage. It seems like Dan and Parvati are like hanging out way too much. Phaedra's doing a better job of like bopping around, like get away from me. The best scene in the first three episodes was Phaedra at the wall with CT and her like going through everyone and him just like laughing and laughing. Oh my God. Also CT. I'm sorry. CT's accent gets me. (laughs) You want to, you think you'll go to Boston? I think I'll go to Boston. Actually like, an attractive group of men on this show. Mm-mm. I would say, is there an ugly? Oh, the politician. Yeah. <laughs> no, give, give the politician a kiss. No. Uh, I'm excited for episode four. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be like swinging from the chandelier later when we watch. Yeah. Let's hop on a plane from Scotland. Okay. To the shores of Potomac. Is there a short? No, no, no. <laughs> no short. I mean, I mean, there's a river. There, a river runs through it. Yeah. I think we'd have to fly into like uh, Ronald Reagan. Let's fly into Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah. And go make some pasta with Mia G. Robin Juan. Oh, yeah. And Juan's looking for a job. And he's not going to be a pasta maker. He's got to answer a call before we go make some pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and Robin's going to... 
going to start a new franchise. And what better people to ask for a franchise advice than Nia and G? As their franchises close. <laughs> as, their fran- <laughs> as they get voted out from their, their franchise. I will say, I'll give it to Robin for being up front with the fact that it's a franchise when... I swear to God, I'll never forget. You always talk about this. I always talk about Mia joining the show, <laughs> and I feel like she presented joint chiropractor, the joint, as like something that her and G started from scratch. Yeah, it wasn't a franchisee thing. They were cracking. They were the ones cracking the bones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just do have a a note on the pasta making. I listen. I love a homemade fresh pasta. Okay. I would say I wouldn't use that with a shrimp scampi. Shrimp scampi, I think, is better with like a, a, spaghetti, a box pasta. Spaghetti? Well, but like not fresh spaghetti. Like a, from like a dry the box. Because box. Okay. you need like a... When it comes to like a seafood pasta, I want to say you need a little more substance there. Whereas mm. like it's like a little mush on mush with the seafood and a fresh pasta. Okay. So is that what people in Italy would say? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but like, we're here, we're, we're in America, okay? <laughs> the United States of. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I got to give Mia some cred for just being like, so why don't you just put your car, give them your car over the phone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, like one caught in this lie and then continuing to show up for mm. like these little events it's like what are we doing here yeah okay we got wendy and mom talking about lebe neca shrines da, 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 da. where i kind of liked how we ended the scene where like wendy was like oh like if you met like if you ever do talk to her like what would you say and she'd be like i tell her i'd pray for her and when he's like, no, she's going to think no. you're like, you're praying that she goes in a shrine or whatever. It's crazy. But also like, it's, we're talking about people like, we're pretending not to know people who are very much in our lives mm. in these scenes. I'm loving pretending. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Jizzy and Grace, self-defense. Yeah. And then getting on the phone with Jason. To me, it's giving a little too much like... We're putting on too much of a show. Yeah. Unfortunately, if I was a coach for Housewives, Jizzy, I'm like, we don't need to make a show out of everything. Like, we don't need to do a show out of Jason. We don't need to do a show out of, like, taking the woman from the nonprofit aside to, like, make these points about my daughter going to college. Like, we know we're doing this for a reason. Yeah. There's a lot. With Jizzy going on. <laughs> not not her best season. Okay. Has she had a good season recently? Oh, and then we're talking we're talking to a Jizzy fan. Here. Well, no, I mean like she does have moments. good moments. And I will say, I think Karen has done a lot to help her this season. Mm. And I do believe I was the one arguing back when we did our rankings that Karen was the, the true supreme of Potomac. I would put them cheek to cheek. Hmm. Even even today in 2024. They need each other. Mm-mm. I think Karen could, because if could, Car- fly the, could fly the plane alone. If Jizzy wasn't here, who'd Karen rely on? Herself. Like she always has. <laughs> sure. Okay. 
All right, Candace talking to Dot, and like Dot, Mama Dot is like not being a supportive mother. I know. Like she's having like a medical freakout, and she's like, just do whatever the doctor says. But like, isn't this a familiar space for us? Mm, yeah, yeah. Into a Candace Neca scene, which felt weird, but felt like something we need to do. Yeah. Like we need to be building bridges. And NECA was very much like, if Wendy wasn't in the picture, then me and Candace would be close friends. Well, I mean, it sounds like they are on the most similar track of like newly married. Both going through like IVF, IVF journeys. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, it's, we'll discuss this at the end of the season, but like we'll discuss where we need to go from here. I think it's too early. I think we got to see where they do all land as a family. Yeah, that's why I said we'll discuss it at the end of the season. At the reunion. Yeah. Because I, I, I got to imagine they're shitting in their boots. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone everyone's boots have shit in them randomly. <laughs> yeah. Who shit in their boots? Who shits in their boots? <laughs> you mean shaking in their boots? <laughs> yeah. They're shaking. They're just they're taking shaking shits shit. in their boots. <laughs> They're shaking and shit. Okay. I mean, the only other thing really to say is like, at least they could be in a room together Mm -hmm. for like Karen's event that like means something. And like, to Karen's credit, she's been bringing this event on the show Mm. since like her first season. Yeah. It is like very disturbing and like sad to watch them all talk about mm-hmm. their own experiences with sexual assault. Uh, but obviously it's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah. And like the singer is singing and then Mia getting emotional oh. during it yeah. is interesting. And then Jacqueline being a part of that story. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When Ashley went to go talk to her. Yes. Was interesting. And Mia's thing about, Jacqueline and like the reason she was mean to Jacqueline stemmed from that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting knowing that I think me and Jacqueline have since made up since this season started airing. Oh, but not while it was filming. No, but I want to say, and I correct me if I'm wrong people out there, but I Mm. think I saw like photos of them like hanging out semi recently, like in the past couple months. I gotta say, obviously, Karen to me is probably the safest to remain on the show. Mm-hmm. Mia might be number two. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because she's like floating around to she could float around to anybody. Mm-hmm. Really. Yeah. I think that's Potomac. Yeah, Matt's still there. Oh, I didn't even notice him. Really? Yeah. When Candace walked in. He was the first person she hugged. Mm. He took the like family photo. Oh, he took the family photo. Yes, 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 yes. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Okay, Salt Lake City. Okay. So, mm. first takeaway from this reunion. Mm-hmm. Oh, a lot of yelling. Uh, yeah. I wa- I did you watch it one time or two times? Once and a half, maybe. All right. Like, I feel like on the second time, I was like less phased by it. Okay, the first time I was literally <laughs> turning down the volume on my TV because I thought my neighbors would get mad at me. Mm. It was like that much. Like Monica and Lisa went back and forth at each other yeah. for that long that I was like, I think there's been like a little discourse after Radio Andy where like someone said that Andy should have like chimed in or tried to oh, stop them. I think I saw a clip about that. And then what? And he's like, no, I shouldn't have. He was like, I, I, I don't know. Mm-mm. I gotta say, like, there are parts of this where Monica comes off, like, very sympathetic. Yeah, of course. Like, Monica and LD, her mom, LD entering into prayer with Monica post-final post interview during casting, saying, if Monica doesn't get it, then at least let me get it. You, so we believe that is canon? I mean, it's... It, I'm not saying I don't. I'm just asking. I think it can be canon. Okay. It's just so funny to like just picturing like LD like in her little ball gown holding a snowflake. Especially because she's like she's old. She's an older woman. Yeah. She's probably what seventy. No, I would say Monica's thirty six, and I think like. LD had her at like 18, 19, 20. So LD's in her mid to late fifties. So like that's around Mary this age. And, and Lisa, Lisa's age. Wow. She's so she's not that much older than the two of them. Okay. But like, there's just like a, she's lived a longer life than them. I would say. Yeah. No, the fact that like she wanted to like go to New York to like act well, yeah, we learned that was like, that's why Monica was left in Pennsylvania Pennsylvania with friends. <laughs> but then we were in Boston at some point for like a lot of her life. It's like, she, I think I'll go to Boston. She's lived a life. Yeah. And, uh, and then LD wanted to go on the girls trip. <laughs> it's just so fun. Like, all right. It's main cast. Well, that's Monica's mom. <laughs> has wait, has a mom ever gone on any of the housewives trips? Mm. Good question. Well, yes, of course, actually. Who's um Portia's mom went to Greece. Was it Greece? To like babysit. She oh, was but there, that, but yeah. she wasn't a part of but like she went. Okay, but that was like more that was more like, okay. M- that my question was, has a mom yes. ever gone on one of these trips? Okay. Yes. Yes. But not as like a star of the trip. It she was, was more a star like, of the trip for me. She's always a star. It was more like I'm helping my daughter with childcare. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
HBO's The Staircase. <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, we've heard about this. Little did we know we would see it. Like a buffalo coming down the stairs a la Alex McCord. Her falling down these <laughs> stairs. I get what she means there wasn't a railing, but there's two walls right there. Okay. You can easily... <laughs> I, 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 I might be Monica. I don't know if we're up to code. You don't think? I think you do need a railing for stairs. What about Carol Radziwill? She had a railing. There was a railing on, against the wall. Was there? Roll footage. Trust and believe there's a okay, railing. I'll try to look. Um, but like we got sounds. Then we got like a story of like she's throwing shoes. At she died. <laughs> you can see her throw a shoe. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> but like the narrative, like <laughs> that she was throwing it like in anger, whereas it sounds more like a like a in frustration of having fallen down off a flight of stairs. Yeah. I will say there is a railing on Carol yes. stairs, but like... Oh, yeah. No, we're walking into a danger zone there. But of like, course. the one against the wall doesn't really count. A railing is a rail... You, you only need one railing. No, I get it for like code, but like two walls for me... you rather... But like, what freak is like walking down the steps, <laughs> like rubbing their grubby paws against the paint... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But then that into the revelation. Like, okay. I don't know. Maybe people are not loving it, the reunion, as much as I am. The revelation that Meredith said to, to Monica, like, you should go get her house. Like, oh, yeah. Like, sue her and take her house from her. <laughs> the thing is, though, I think people don't believe a lot what comes out of Monica's mouth. So, like, in Meredith did try to downplay that. A little bit. She downplayed it, but didn't like say. Yeah. But no. Like, I think people are so overwhelmed by Monica, and there's like a contingent of oh, people. Oh, I'm whelmed. I know, I know, but there's a <laughs> contingent of people who like don't believe Monica, so they are like mm. ignoring everything else. Mm-mm. Okay. Monica, <laughs> like the Monica explaining the multiple names. Oh, and then like. All the other women like trying to call her out on it was a weird look. Mm. Uh, Jack Barlow's shirtless visa photo submission. <laughs> and actually, I don't know. So you probably didn't watch the extended version. We actually get into like so much more about the mission and like Heather, Whitney, Lisa's relationship about Mormonism. So once again, I like implore you to go to extended, but can not we you. put this, but can we put this on main show? Because I'm watching, I'm doing a Bravo podcast. I, I I'm not doing a Peacock podcast. I know. I, know. I you know what the thing is like, I do think so many people and like that. I don't know what like the strategy here is, but like so many people do watch the next day. I so know. they're going to watch on Peacock now instead. Like, wouldn't you rather than watch it on the cable? I like watching live so I can text to my friends. I know, of course. I can send a couple tweets out. I love tweeting. <laughs> no. <laughs> can get a little like memes going about Angie K. Okay. There's a portion here where like Lisa's talking about fighting for not just LGBT rights, LGBTQIA, she said multiple times. Good. Um, and then we got Mary. <laughs> And he's like, oh, it's good to see you. <laughs> also, just like, it's very interesting because Mary did break the rule, right? 
Oh yeah, the the Maloof who rule. Yeah, like if you don't show up to a reunion, you're fired, and now Mary's back. But like, much like other aspects, the rules don't apply to Mary. Of course, we are we're not we're not speaking the same language with Mary. Yeah, when we're talking about <laughs> all these institutions, we don't get to talk about Mary's institution. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah. I didn't really think too much about that. Mary, who do you like? Angie. She could take my toughness. After, like, Mary, like, tore into Angie as soon as she sat down. She didn't get what Angie was saying was a compliment. <laughs> but there, in the extended version, there was actually, like, more to Mary and Angie in between those two parts. Mm-hmm. Where then they, like, it made more sense that Mary said that she liked Angie because, like, Angie butted her up a little bit. Okay. Monica. She's pretty. And I love Meredith. Oh, yeah, they're soul sisters. And Meredith responding, I love you, Mary. (laughs) Like, the fact that no one can say, this doesn't make sense. Like, this conversation with Mary, I can't have a, a, like, a a normal argument with her. Because, like, we're not speaking the same language here. Well, I mean, I think the closest person who tried to get there during the season was Heather trying to be, like, like, when she went to Mary's house, being like, this house is wild. Yeah. And I think she wanted that to translate to like everyone knowing for the past couple seasons mm-hmm. before this that we knew like we're not dealing with like what we're used to dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like it's so weird to me that Mary's grown this like fan base. <laughs> yeah. But then also I'm like, oh, Look at what she did for several years of her life. Maybe it makes sense. Mm. Maybe it's just something I'm missing that yeah. I'm not catching on to that other people are. You would not be a good uh, recruit for the parish. I wasn't going that far. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just doing some broad strokes, but yes. Uh, Mary and Robert Jr. Okay. The sex sounds, the talking about the sex sounds into opening the door during the sex sounds. Okay. To me, this mother and son. (laughs) It's one for the ages. One for the ages. It seems like they spend a lot of time apart, Mm. but no intimate details about their lives. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. In a way that I don't like. Yeah. Uh, the Winnie versus Mary we get into and Winnie's being called racist. Um, and I mean, Winnie kind of like handled that the best she possibly could have. I thought because it came down to the doctrine of Mormonism. And yes. All of that, which is interesting. Cause like if anyone should be getting the most heat, it would be the person who's like actively in the church, mm-hmm. which would be Lisa. But like Mary's putting it more on Whitney. Yeah. And then we get, we kind of end it with like Monica audio talking about Mary, which I didn't think was that damning. We're not proving a point with these voice memos, unfortunately. I know. Like Heather thought she gagged the girls. (laughs) I think like the voice memo was more about like Monica going to DM Mary about Jen. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Lisa being like play the audio play the audio yeah it's 
Heather had a great, uh, an mm. all-time great performance in the finale. Oh my god, one for the ages. Really. And hopefully she brings it back for the reunion finale. But mm. we'll see. We'll see. Oh, uh, reunion finale supersized, from what I hear. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm having a good time. Me too. Beverly Hills. Now I'm having a good time here. Okay, yeah, we were talking about this over dinner. I've had to like reframe this for me for myself. Like I need to just watch this. Like this is a silly season. We're being silly this year. But like when you when you say something like that, that makes no sense to me. Why? Because we're not being silly. Like it's I not think like we are being silly. Okay, it's not like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> no, it's like, like we're still doing regular Housewives. Yeah, but we're like what we're fighting. They're about? having like arguments about silly things. Yeah, sh- sure. Like, like health issues, so silly. I know, but like, okay. No, I get what you mean. It's not what Dan is trying to say. It's, we're not doing season long one issue where we're confronting each other over the same issue at a fight at Kathy Hilton's house every single week. Like Erica's issues from the past couple years, Munchausen's, like that type of thing. We have a mixed bag of different issues that we're talking about. That's what he means by silly. The esophagus thing is silly. Sure. Yes, of course. Especially, okay, this is, this is how I'm reading it. It's like this woman who is not friends with anybody is just coming on and like trying really hard to make a name for herself by like engaging in this fight. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. She's going around someone's like fucking memorial service for four hours. For four hours, <laughs> talking about somebody else's esophagus. The the clips with the the timestamps on it was Chef Kiss. Yeah, I will say, just like this new alliance that we now have, mm. like our new Fantastic Four. <laughs> okay. And they're not really the Fantastic Four because Erica will turn at any moment. Well, but so like it's like Erica's like. Erica's here for two reasons. One, her number one girl's gone. Mm-hmm. Number two, she just likes to fight. Mm-hmm. So like, so she's like excited to just like hop on a fight that doesn't have to do with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna Marie, it's, it's interesting. Like sometimes someone joins the show and then like you realize halfway through, oh, they're just like kind of like the seasoned sacrificial lamb. Yeah, kind of. That kind of became evident when we were standing in the Beverly Hilton. And during the auction, little like silent auction before the actual yeah. um, event. And the four of them are standing there. And they're as like, sirens. As si- <laughs> My fucking <laughs> reference from earlier at dinner. Like sirens of the sea luring a sailor over to them. To shore. To shore. To the rocks, actually. Yeah, to the rocks. Yes. And the boat crashes. Yes. And then, like, Marcellus gets, like, pulled out to sea. <laughs> no, he gets pulled out to the bar. Pulled out to the bar <laughs> at sea. Um, Just, like, literally the way they were, like, waiting for her mm. to come in. And then just, like, the name on everybody's mouth is Crystal. Mm. She's, She's having her moment. She found her voice. She found her voice. Shut she up. She found her voice. I mean, they were like, oh, she should have found her voice three years ago. Oh, she, this was not the time to find her voice. She's had her voice I from know. her first season. But also she had her, like, when, when 
she was one of the few people to give Erica a proper dragon. Exactly. Like people are claiming she's like this fucking mouse in the house this mm. entire time. Are you kidding? She's had conflict yeah. every single season. Yeah. And she's got this like interesting relationship with her brother where they share a burrito. Mm. They share everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, on the way to Homeless Toothless, Mo and Kyle. I would say love was winning. <laughs> there was nothing short of a Harkin romance. Two strangers. Two people, not strangers, like two people who hate each other. Yeah. Like, they were, love was hating. Yeah. Hate it's was like, winning. Have you ever seen, like, one of those focus groups where they put, like, a Trump supporter next mm. to like a Biden supporter. That was it. And they have to like talk. It's that. <sighs> yeah, that was bad. Okay. We're getting also like bits and pieces of like, oh, Crystal is jealous of Anne-Marie because Crystal mentioned at one point that she like wanted to go to med school 20 years ago. But it's like, I'm Crystal. I live in this really nice house and I just get to exist. I know. And raise I, my children. I, she, <laughs> I'm so jealous of you, Anne Marie. Like, relax. Bitch, I'm building a pizza oven. I'm I'm building a pizza oven in my basement. Something they said could not be done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, like, dummy Anne Marie, to be like, oh, like you said, Sutton has an eating disorder. <laughs> Chris, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I mean, like, truly, obviously. We could see Amory's trying her best to be a person on this show, but like you obviously watch the show. Why would Crystal say Sutton has an eating disorder when it came out of your mouth last episode? But Crystal, no, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But like Anne Marie was the one who said it to Crystal yeah, yeah. last episode, and then to transfer that. Oh my god. Okay. We have uh, the hostess Dorit introducing Paul Abdul in order to introduce Taylor Dane. And Taylor Dane, fresh from Mar-a-Lago. She went from Mar to the Beverly Hilton. Yeah, to... to... Tell it to our heart. Yeah. (laughs) Erica Jane having another... Oh, holy night moment. (laughs) Singing along to tell it to my heart. I think she said Taylor Dane has the strongest voice in our in our world. It's like forget Barbara, forget Judy, forget Celine, forget Arianka, forget Adele, forget Beyonce, forget all the girls, forget Whitney, forget Whitney, forget Mariah. Remember Taylor Dane, not to be confused with Swift. <laughs> wow. Okay. I gotta say, like. A little like fart in the wind was like ending the last 10 minutes of this episode with like 25 FaceTimes. I know. Like we had our little like try to be kumbaya around that table and like an empty ballroom. Yeah. And we go to our own homes and do FaceTimes. We're doing so many FaceTimes. It's getting, a, it's giving lazy. Yeah. It's giving, if this was the beginning of Beverly Hills, we'd be calling the house phone. Mm. Or like, let's go have a cup of coffee somewhere. Exactly. Okay, that's Beverly Hills. Miami. Julia and Kiki, swim week models. Good. 
Who knew swim week was a thing? Well, in Miami, baby. I, I do think, I feel like I knew fa- there's like fashion week moments in Miami. And if it's going to be swim week anywhere... Yeah. It should be in Miami. We have been in Fashion Week in Miami on Real Houses of Miami before. Mm, okay. Uh, we have a little Russell Gurdy lunch moment, like in between procedures. Mm-hmm. Russell trying to support her, but also kind of like chalk her off the ledge a little bit. Like trying to make her actually go through with yes. her procedures because she's like not wanting to anymore. Yeah. Or like not... Wa- like, if this one doesn't go the way it's supposed to, like, does not want to consider what's next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Lisa and Jody looking at houses. I think this was, like, six milli for this house. Which, like, not that this house was, like, anything shabby. It's just... But six million for this house. It's... It's kind of given New York. It's Miami, buddy. But like it's the same at I, this point. I know it is the same at this point. Cause like all remember who moved from New York yeah. down to Florida? Everyone from New York moved down to Florida. Me an expert at real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like nuts though. Like I would just not live here. I wouldn't live in Miami. No, in Miami. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she's got a job to do. She's got a job to do. Like she's doing it. And also like but like it's still a. You could find a smaller house. Find a Marisol house. Mm, that little bunk. Yeah, the bungalow. That's Marisol and Adriana's houses are Living still my dream. two favorite. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. You I know. mean, fucking Julie has her extra farmhouse, which <laughs> I guess we can go to. Okay. Uh, when Julie is like at the, the house of swim, like preparing for this. Mm-hmm. When she's asking, like, what can I do at the end of the runway? Can I, like, wave? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, do whatever, like, feels right to you. And the fact that we land on, like, a half-hearted heart hand motion. I was like, Julia, this is the worst thing she's you could have rusty. done. <laughs> they should have let her brought a goat down the runway. <laughs> that, that would have felt more natural. <laughs> Just shitting on the runway. <laughs> shitting in their boots on the runway. Alexia coming to this farm and like Wait, where these are two sisters. Okay, but like are they? I've never seen tour sisters than these two. Alexia's showing up and being like, I wore something sexy, and it's like literally just overalls <laughs> with nothing under them. <laughs> and mission accomplished. <laughs> and she's afraid of every animal on this farm. <laughs> I gotta really give kudos to the two of them. Making television. Building bridges. Yeah. It's like, they are the great bridge builders of our time. Yeah. <laughs> fuck whoever built the Brooklyn Bridge. I almost said Mr. Brooklyn. For Fuck Mr. Verrazano. Yeah. It wasn't he a bad man. <laughs> no, he was a guy. Wait, you know, famously the Verrazano Bridge is misspelled. Like, the actual spelling of it is wrong. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that iconic? Who was the actual bad man who built all this stuff in New York? Oh. Ooh, that everything... Robert Moses. Mm. Oh. Racist. Oh, wow. Okay. He was the one who built all oh. the highways before the, like, beaches. Oh, my God. History, look it up. Look it up. It's in the books. Oh, what a history. <laughs> um, it's what I was afraid of. 
Okay. Nicole versus Alexia slash Marisol. I mean, we ended where like we had to end. But I guess we just had to get there. The thing is, with these girls right now, it's about the journey. Mm. Like the journey of Marisol not wanting to sit in the sun because she needs to see people in their eyes. Yeah. That's the journey to be had. Mm. Um, I think a lot of these Miami relationships were in a journeying, mm. journeying phase. Yeah. And we're not going to land on like the destination until Miami, or not Miami, Mexico City or Ooh. Reunion. Well, reunion seating dropped. Mm-hmm. And I think this is like the most exciting reunion seating we've seen in a minute. Yeah. Dan's like gooning over Larsa having first chair. No. <laughs> Outside of that, we've got, we've got Alexia and Marisol not sitting next to each mm-hmm. other. We've got... Uh, Alexia and Julia sitting next to each other. Alexia and Julia sitting next to each other. Adriana and Julia on separate couches. Mm-hmm. Nicole... Across from Gertie and Julia. Yeah. Nicole next to Lisa. It's... We're on a journey. It's the Wild West. Yeah. Uh, everyone leaving Kiki's after party was really mean. I hated that. Yeah. It was like the meanest thing anyone's ever done on any of these shows. She was like, I planned this after party specifically for my friends. And you all left. I planned this after party specifically to air on television and made business partner relationships to like have this film and you know what didn't help the two like love them but adriana and julia like the two like losers of the <laughs> group like sticking around <laughs> the losers sticking around hurt more than help <laughs> do you know what i mean okay larsa marcus podcast and like they're still sitting cheek to cheek but i okay I actually, in my Larsa standum, I was like, okay, I actually got to go listen to um, a clip of the podcast to see, like, does this sound like we're filming under the ocean like Meredith and Seth Marks? Mm-hmm. High quality over here and separation anxiety. Okay, that's nice. Uh, I was... Should we, should we sit next to each other? Yeah, maybe they're onto something. I was shocked to see... A keeping up with the Kardashians clip. Have we ever seen this before in the three years we've no. been back? No, Courtney Kardashian on this screen. Courtney Kardashian, and then also like Larsa mid transformation. I know it's like a little bit of a little bit of season one, and then a little bit of season four. It's not at all a bit of season four. Like we're, she's, no, we're half. We're no, but we're not. We're not halfway there. We're one third. Okay, we're one third, but we're. We're on a journey once again. Okay. This is a show of journeys. Okay, sure. And I say, Larsa and Marcus, let's fertilize those 11 eggs and have a baby. Let's not. <laughs> I think I think that's what we need and what they need. I'm excited for this beautiful relationship. I, I have never rooted for a couple more than Larsa and Marcus now. I, you really need to like, <laughs> did she put a spell on you? If they can make it in Scotland. They can't though. Yeah. One of them died and like love still was winning. Like he was on in the little picture in, in the, in the room and she kissed it and held it to her heart. 
Didn't that mean something to you, she Brendan? Told it to her heart. Okay. Before I mean, we're gonna be get, talking about more more about Larson in a minute. Before we get to that, Adriana get in the studio with Emilio Estevez. Great. We're we got a new song. We got a vocal coach, and she's gonna perform not this song but another song. Fire at Mexico City Pride. Yeah, the song that we filmed the video, music video for last year. Yeah. And that leads us into like the tease for Mexico City, and I can't wait to be there. Well, we're in spoiler territory now for Traders episode four. If you have not watched it yet, so yes. hop a- hop ahead to Freak of the Week, or just come back later once you watch Traders episode four, season two. Sure. What a episode of television! <laughs> the costumery. Yeah, I have a question about that. Mm. <clears throat> so. I wonder how it all goes down with like the stylists and stuff. Okay. So obviously I think the people are told to bring certain garments or told themes. Yeah. Like drag race. I believe Kate Chastain gave an interview to New York magazine last season. Heard of her. Where she said like they were like told what the theme of the costumery is, but like they also have outfits for people who don't come prepared. So many berets. So many, I mean, we're like, you would think we're in France. Like every blonde woman is given a beret. Um, I, since I did mention Kate Chastain, I want to bring up the fact that like there was a press release that she is coming and joining the show. Next episode, she's re-entering the show. And then, as a contestant, I believe. And then Dr. Will from Big Brother is, like, coming on as, like, some sort of mentor or something. Or, like, a just, like, a prop. Or a prop man. In the show. And, yeah. like, he's part of the legacy of Big Brother that I don't care about. So, who cares? But, like... Which actually brings me to something I wanted to talk about during our first part of the Traders conversation. Which... To like fully appreciate this cast, you essentially have to be like a 40-year-old plus who watches a lot of television. Yeah. Or like late 30s. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm late 30s. Yeah. But like Dr. Will's big brother was probably like while you were in high school. Yeah, sure. Um... I also think it's interesting. You can enjoy the cast even if you don't know the girls. Yeah, like you can come from like I've. So last night, I was up at like four a.m. because I had a work thing to do, <laughs> and I was on like the traders Reddit, and I was yeah. just like curious what the girls were saying. And there's so many people who are people being like, "Oh, I'm a CBS Survivor Big Brother person." Yeah. And I'm now getting into traders and I'm so like fascinated by like Phaedra and how well she's doing on the show. And then there's like also the opposite, like Bravo people yeah. being fascinated by like Parvati and like like other yes, yeah, like yeah, yeah. CBS people. Yeah. I that also reminds me, um, House of Villains was renewed for season two. And like, isn't it crazy how House of Vis- Villains had like a pretty decent important cast mm-hmm. but was such like a shit show compared to this it's just it wasn't the moment that this was yeah or is 
Like, this is the moment. Let's get into the moment. So we're coming straight off of, if you remember last week's Mm. episode, the traders were given the task of having somebody drink from the chalice, which would mean that they were poisoned. And we did not know who was receiving the chalice until this episode. But we knew that Parvati was trying. And and we knew the room she was in, so like the options... It was MJ, Janelle... Dan was in there, so she wouldn't give it to him. There were like a few... Kevin, maybe? Yeah. Burgalicious was in there, I think, maybe. Okay. And Neck and Sue. Yeah, Neck and Sue. I thought it was going to be MJ. That's what they were leading us to believe. Yeah. And then she hopped across the table... And was like hugging and kissing Ekansu. I know. And Ekansu, I gotta give cred, gave a great performance from like the moment that the poison announcement was made at breakfast Mm -hmm. through her death. Mm -hmm. Like she went out with a bang. Yeah. I will say just like this challenge was so fun because we're at breakfast and like everyone comes in and then we're like surprised that everyone's there. Yeah. And usually we're getting a death announcement. It, I like... I guess maybe they were like told ahead of time that Deontay had left. Mm -hmm. Cause then it would be confusing. Like, Oh, Deontay's not coming. Yeah. So then everyone's there and then we're told to get into our best funeral garb. And like the way that everyone was serving C. Oh my God. So I think this, do you think this was like drag race challenge, like bring a funeral look or did they have, these looks for people. This was Drag Race bring in all black or funeral look. Definitely. Because like, okay, because personalities jumped out with some of the girls. Well, like Larsa was like giving Larsa at a funeral. Larsa was giving Larsa. MJ was giving MJ. Yeah. Because like she didn't do all black. She did like a black and white fur, yeah, like yeah. Mob Wives moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, There were people doing... I feel like some of the men though... Was done by the the costume team. Sure, I think we were given extra veils. Like a lot of the women wearing those like front yeah. veils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Larsa had like the full like Italiano. Oh, no, Larsa was very like Virgin Mary. Yeah, like the like you know those like yeah, Italian yeah, veils. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I know the Italians. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> guys, Larsa had a great episode i would say yeah you were gasping at larsa all the time but then i was also so surprised like the amount of times you were like boning for mj you kept being like oh, mj well because well because um mj was like the other co dan accuser last week but she was also like she was serving c but she also like her facial expressions <laughs> at every moment are very funny well she was taking it very seriously yeah, of course well also she was the one she was the sacrificial lamb at the end of it oh my god okay but before before we move off i can sue i did not understand like everyone's like oh my god it's i can sue like from as soon as like the morning happened, like everyone was like believing it was Ekansu as a traitor as of that morning. The thing about this show is they're all going off of vibes. Yeah. There's no real clues to tell you. Like that's why, like later in the show, when Larsa was like, it's definitely like an alpha male. <laughs> oh, because yeah. all of the other alpha males are gone. <laughs> I mean, at least 
At least no. that is a line of thought. No, that's so stupid. Shut up. This is a game of strategy, mostly. <laughs> you don't be like you're such. You're the biggest Larsa apologist. It's actually crazy. And I knew I texted you. When is the clown gonna come back to bite? Did it bite today? Well, yeah. I mean, well, because she's dead. Yeah. No, I. When that's you, the biggest clown to come to die. No, Th- that's no. the clown that kills you. you yeah. You no, know, you meant that she's gonna like do something so horrendous that I'm gonna like be embarrassed to be a fan. Well, she will do something <laughs> horrendous, like on Housewives. I'm yeah. sure during the. I'm sure actually today as the Miami reunion film. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Uh, okay, but speaking of Housewives, we really took a turn this episode mm-hmm. with like talking about the shows we're coming from. Yeah, everyone started being like, the housewives are all moving around together. Like, it. this is why this show in the second season is so much better than the first season, because they all come from different yeah. reality franchises. So some of them are glomming on to each other in different ways. And the housewives seem to be rolling together, or at least that's the that's what people want us to think. Okay, so there's two things to that. Number one, for season one, to me it was so obvious, even before traders, the traders were selected, that it would be two celebrities and one human. Of course, yeah. It was just like, obviously that's what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm a human, I'd be like, guys, you think they're going to pick three humans as a trader? Mm-hmm. We got to get rid of all the fucking celebrities. Are you fucking kidding me? So that's why we had to change things. Like The fact that that never happened was shocking. Now here, if I'm a housewife, I'd be like, that's so dumb. Like all the traders are housewives. That's crazy. You said this when we talked about the previous episodes and yes, that makes sense logically, but also like, like I tried to make the point Mm. at some point, if we're getting smarter with the strategy of who to put traders Yes, maybe you do oh, yeah. all from people people from the same thing. I mean, but to me, that's like what we do in season five. Okay. Not or season, season three. Two. Yeah, or season three. Yeah, or I would have done it season two. Yeah. Why not? Oh, of course. I mean, like, that's just like so like galaxy brain. To me, If it's like, if I'm just like more base level, like how am I producing this show? Like a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little bit from here. Just to like make sure we have a well-rounded people surviving for a while. I don't know. No, I know. I get what I get what you're saying, but it's like, if we want to keep the show interesting, we can't just like, Oh, of course. Yeah. Do that little formula. Yeah. Parvati going after the housewives while she's working with a housewife. So when we were watching it, I thought maybe it was a strategy that Phaedra was in on. Yeah. Because Phaedra was like talking about it at the round table and she said something to the tune of, oh, I'm only friends with Tamara and Sheree. And that's, I was like, oh, if they had talked about it off camera, that would be a perfect target for Larsa. Yeah. But then, I mean, Larsa eventually did go home, but then once we got to the very end of the episode... Phaedra in the tower with Dan and Parvati being like, Parvati, I'm going to fuck you up. And then she's like, turns to Dan and he's like, and she's like, you too. 
<laughs> I was like, oh my God, Phaedra, the, the queen of Peacock. We shall see. Because the thing is, it's so interesting. I think that was a brilliant moment. But like, what is what will Phaedra's strategy be from here? Yeah, because she can't reveal she's a traitor and know that Parvati's yeah. a traitor. I'm like, what is she gonna say? Like, we're like, we're the three of us are traitors. <laughs> like, announce it at breakfast. <laughs> oh my! It's such God. a good and fun show, and to know that um, Kate Chastain will be with us next week is nuts. Hey. But like, okay, so then this is what doesn't make sense to me. Like, she can't be a fourth traitor. No, but it's also a fun twist because it's like, we lose a Bravo girl and then there's another yeah. Bravo girl. <laughs> I love how like, if you're a Bravo girl, like you're a housewife. Yeah. If you're, if you're MJ, you're a housewife. If you're Kate, okay, you're a housewife. Okay, we need to talk about Sheree talking about the gamers. And I guess that's what people talk about, but like the way at the end, after the round table, Sheree just kept on going on about the gamers. Uh, Sheree being the sole vote for John <laughs> because she's waiting for more information. She's waiting until spring, summer, September to get the information. She's just so stupid. I know. <laughs> not not our brightest mind. But we love her. <laughs> I mean, we were talking during like the first Trader segment, how like, where's Sheree? She, uh, here, she was here she is. Here she is. <laughs> I'm like spitting on myself. Here I am, Lord. <laughs> oh my God. Um, is there anyone else to talk about? Bert, I mean, Bert really didn't have a moment. Are, are we like we even forgot the bachelor guy existed in the first Peter, segment? Yeah. yeah, Peter. Janelle had a lot Ooh. of moments where she was talking smack. She's going very hard. But that's like classic Janelle. That's very classic Janelle. But like you're not in the position to be going hard. I know, but like with all the housewives and with like I don't know. It's interesting. CT and Trishelle? Were they going to kiss in that gazebo? <laughs> no. So I was saying this to you like when the episode ended. Like if I was on the show with someone I knew from the world, I'd like grab them and like look them in the eye and like shake them and be like, I'm not a fucking traitor. Like we have to work together. Like I'm so serious. Like look at me. And like yeah. everyone's just kind of like, oh, I'm not a traitor. Like. I wonder if there's like a rule rules on like how aggressive you can go. You can't, I know there's like, it's hard to draw a line, but it's like, it's interesting. I mean, of course you could lie and be like, I, like you could do that as a traitor. But like, I feel like if I was like actually a faithful playing the game with you I, and like trying to make you believe, like, I feel like I could look at you and like, you would maybe believe me. Like, if I did that little, like, song and dance. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. No, I'd believe you. Would you believe me? No. <laughs> I'd have, like, one eye out for you. Phaedra's just... She's doing a good job. I know. God. Do, she does a little acting, doesn't she? Like, I mean, like, actually, like, outside of... Does she get acting work? I don't believe so. Not even, like, a little, like, Hallmark movie. Not a Hallmark, but, like, a little Lifetime movie or mm -mm. something. No. I feel like she might because she's an actress. No, that's more like 
Eva Marcel. Well, I know about Candace. I know about them, but I do feel like if people aren't coming for Phaedra to act, like yeah. please, hello, look her up. Um. No, it's just a joy to watch. It's hard to like talk about. I, that poor Kevin guy, they keep on going after. Oh my God. <laughs> He's just stuffing his face. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm, I'm definitely poisoned. I ate everything. <laughs> um, Burgalicious is always in the clear. Mm. Uh, I feel like him and Phaedra have a friendship. Mm. Um, Tamara is like, ugh. She's flopping your honor. Yeah, I, I did say when we were talking earlier, I did like her one thing about the yeah. inhaler with the politician john but like other than that i don't think she had anything good this episode i think she's like taking herself a little too seriously yeah um, oh my, wait maybe end it with us larsha's inner circle <laughs> <laughs> which you like are desperate to be a part of I, like larsha's like everyone in my inner circle has been killed <laughs> which like i'm surprised she she should have brought that back up uh at the round table. But name the people in her inner circle. It's obviously Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Bananas. Bananas. Randomly. <laughs> um, Max. Was, Max. Was, yeah. Max was in the inner circle. Who knew? Miss Pep, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't think she included <laughs> no, her. she wasn't. Yeah. Um, oh God. Anyways, I can't wait. I love it. What a good time. What a time to be alive. Okay, what should we episode? get to our... Um, Finish out this episode, oh please. We've been here. I need to go home. No, you live here now. Okay, so <laughs> you go with the one true queen. With the freak of the week. Yeah, that. Okay, the freak of the week. I watched this episode of Watch Women's Live um, Monday morning with some coffee and was screaming at the performance uh, by one Renee Rapp. Mm-hmm. With Giselle Bryant, hosted by Andy Cohen. Oh, that's what, hosted by Andy Cohen. I didn't know. When Renee Rapp says, like that, she loves Karen. Karen, despite the fact that I'm ageist. <laughs> I'm like, it said, like Andy and Giselle were both like. Wait, what, ma'am? And like, this is part of a greater narrative of like the internet being like Renee Rapp, not an ounce of media training. She's just running around here in these interviews and promotional materials saying whatever is on her mind. Yeah, the other one that got like men our age, gay men mm. our age in a tizzy was her not knowing who Kylie Minogue was. Mm. But it's like, come on. Like Yeah. I, I, but no, but then then she put, then she like clapped back <laughs> in a in a Instagram post with um oh my what was the caption? I have to pull it up. It was a beautiful carousel and the caption is her lack of media training is outrageous. <laughs> Unafraid to reference or not. To be reference. honest, like Quinn, <laughs> and uh, like she's got the girls talking. Yeah, that's half the battle, right? Yeah, and to be honest, like here's the thing, people like Gen Z has the girls talking like this and has us running around in circles. Mm-hmm. So get ready. Okay, get ready. Get ready. So. Our one true queen is Wonderinda Medley, which it's rare in these days. Oh, she's had a tough go. For us to defend her like this, but she (laughs) 
was on her radio show on Radio Andy, mm. um, which she has, uh, and she did a big defense of Monica at the Salt Lake City reunion, mm. which we'll play here. Second reunion, enjoyed Monica. They better not take her off. This whole thing, like, one's going to go, one's going to stay. No. No, if someone doesn't like it, they can leave. There should be no cast member that sets ultimatums for other cast members. I also can't fault her. Of course, she tried to be a housewife. But why is that so bad? So did everybody. Exactly. You don't think that each one of us didn't go through the interview process and go home after and be like, I want this. It's the same bullshit when people are fired or, like me, put on pause, which I will stand but until I die. You know, so many of these housewives are like, no, I actually left on my own. I don't want to go back. I was like, I am terribly sad and I want to go back. I'm waiting for the call. Why is that bad to say? I think it's ambitious of her. She wanted to be on the show. She went for it. And by the way, she's great reality TV. I like Heather Gay a lot, but why is it okay that she is doing this and Heather lied all year long last year about the black eye lied to production lied to the audience lied at the reunion i want to hop on to reunion three because i'd be like really at least i'm not a liar 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 pants on fire put a lot of people out for that uh i gotta say yeah we can't be running the girls off the show because you don't like them yeah do you want to show or not um I love that she also like kind of ties it back to her. Yeah, and she always <laughs> brings up the pause, which we love. And I think also like um, her other moment this week is the the Clorox carousel that she posted with like with like okay, there's many photos and like there's hashtag ads in the photo, but like it's like half cut out. <laughs> Some of the photos are blurry. <laughs> she's she's got her she's got her fridge open and just washing it with a Clorox wipe. Can I say something? I sent we were on a group chat with somebody where I sent a video where they were responding sentimentally to another reality TV moment. Oh. And then you just hit without referencing what I sent, you just hit us with the Clorox. <laughs> And I was like, okay, <laughs> give me a chance to breathe here. No, no. I, I I saw it. And I was just crying. She's got like this like shitty grin, wiping her fridge with a Clorox wipe. So crazy. Oh my god, she. There's something to her. What a queen. The one true. Queen. Okay. Wow. Um, You should go to comethroughqueen.com for links to everything. Our Patreon. We have a Patreon pre-show. Talking about a whole lot this week. The award shows, drag races, Arianka, Jennifer Lopez, Filme, Che Diaz, etc. A bonus episode, Housewives Iconic Moments. Yeah. Um, Go write a review and five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um... Links to everything, Instagram, and just like, I want to subscribe, watch a retweet. Love us, love us, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.